This week, cowboys got schooled by some sharks, the Raiders try to get their Viking clap horn through as carry-on, Paul Green and Ricky Stewart shock no one by sticking to the same teams, and the government splashes some cash in our performance coffers. This is On The Range. Yes, welcome back to On The Ranch. I'm your host, Bob. You can find me on Twitter at XRBob, and you can generally tell how a game is going by the number of tweets I put out around game time. I can tell you it's been pretty thin lately. The man to my left is in day two of his hangover and fresh from a single take of On The Spot, the one, the only, Pistol. How was your weekend, mate? Yeah, Rob, it was it was really good up until about I don't know five fifteen p.m. Saturday. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I helped out a few people around there. They're moving some furniture around their place, and and then yeah, went out to lunch with the the hugs and kisses and her family to celebrate her mum's birthday, and had a couple of Sunday pig's ears and washed the cars. It was a good good little weekend. Sounds good. Sounds good. I got to see Captain Marvel myself over the weekend. I have to. I have to ask though, because I don't get out to movies much these days. Is a half an hour of ads prior to any previews is that normal these days? Because I kid you not, the movie was scheduled for a six thirty p.m. start. Uh, we got there about five to ten minutes early, as you do. Got our massive bucket of popcorn, wandered in. We were bombarded by ads, and I mean garbage ads for <laughs> Telstra. I don't. I think there was a pillow manufacturer in there. I don't know what was going on. For it was a. It was half an hour. There were three preview trailers for more superhero movies. For I think it was the, would have been Endgame. Uh, Endgame and and uh, the Flat. No, not the Flash. Shazam. Shazam. I can never think of that. I thought it was something to do with basketball. And anyway, look. Me and the wife are that old now. The, the rare occasion we do get out to a movie, it's usually at Warina where it's, you know, it's a cultured environment. But uh, this time around, we're in the city, half an hour of ads. Like, kill me if that's the normal. It, it, it does drag on, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you have popcorn in Warina these days? I think you have to buy it there. You're not supposed to take your own in there, but they don't check your bags. No, I remember that you weren't allowed to eat it in the actual theatre at one stage. Have they relaxed those laws? I, th- I think they relaxed that a bit because it's a bit hard to police. Yeah, well, fair enough. You can certainly eat some Maltesers in there. I have done that. Ooh. I might, I might have been a bit illegal. I'm more a fan of the fun-sized Mars bars, to be honest. Oh, you'd be eating Turkish delights, you weirdo. Yeah, well, that too. And Moros. Oh, no picnics, though. <laughs> picnics can... For the record, Cadbury, if you're listening, can you take picnics out of the favourites box, please? No one likes them. Speaking on behalf of myself. And just, no one else. And no one else. <laughs> but take note, and picnics aren't a favourite. More twirls and Moros and Turkish delights. Even the dream. Just no more picnics, please. Bringing about from left to right that time. Johnson, dummy half. Gallon with an offload to Townsend, who stretches out to score. He had the Sharks milestone last week, Chad. Into the postman's goat. We've got uh, we've had quite a few comments for uh, the latest on the spot video. That's, Here we that's, go. Here we that's go. good to see. I like to see those ones. 
Uh, for, but from our last uh, podcast episode, Andrew Cook noted, uh, great podcast, lads, worth a listen for Cowboys fans. And I can't agree any more than that, Andrew. In fact, I'd go so far as to say it's essential listening at the expense of many others, but we might be a little biased in that assessment. He's a good bloke, Andrew. I know the guy. Just a quick shout out to Matt Burrell, who is running his own podcast down there in southeast Queensland called Beers and Banter. He's a he's a Titans fan. He's a Titans fan, unfortunately, but uh, no, that's fine because it's a Queensland team. So we'll get behind him. They're not having a good trot at the moment. And we got a message from Jeff Toon as well. Uh, he said it's uh, some good banter between the two of you. I reckon I could listen to your talk sport all day. So uh, thanks very much for that, Jeff. And we hope to keep the banter going. Uh, Jeff's a Raiders fan actually residing in Queanbeyan. So it'll, it'll be an interesting tussle oh. this weekend. Uh, the texts have already started. Commiserations, Jeff. Yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> And able to run up to the 20. Maguire stopped and propped and passed as he added now with that footwork. What a step. Took him past Williams. Matty Bowen would have been happy with that step from Asiata. Now Morgan with a juggle. Back for big. Jordan McLean to score. Round three review and the Cowboys took hosted the Sharks at 1300 Smiles Stadium. 11,610 the official attendance, which I think was probably marred a touch by the weather. There were some scattered showers around all weekend. Might have scared a few people off. It's funny that North Queenslanders living in the tropics do not like the rain. We get a bit scared of it. We, yeah. Especially lately. Uh, oh, well, There's yeah. probably good reason. One in a hundred years, five hundred years, but it's always been that way. We we don't like going out and sitting in the rain. <laughs> it's not so much the rain; it's the mugginess afterwards. It's pretty average. Oh, have a rum and move on. <laughs> in my youth, in my youth, the Sharks took home the chocolates this week, running over the Cowboys, forty-two points to sixteen. Tries for the Cowboys came from Tamari Martin, Jordan McLean, and Gavin Cooper. And Kahu slotted two goals from three attempts. For the Sharks, the tries came from Josh Mullett-Dugan, doubles for Josh Morris and Chad Townsend, one to Braden Nakora and Ben Braley. Sean Johnson, of course, kicked seven from seven attempts. He's a sharpshooter, isn't he? Oh. And on that note, just the daily doubles was one for the home and three for away. It's like I'm at the game. <laughs> And wasn't in a game of two halves. I watched, I'll tell you what happened. I watched the first game live, and despite our first two tries being denied in what I thought was standard bunker style, we ended up a neat 10 points to six in front. At this point, I had to stop watching and, and take the wife to the movies, as I mentioned earlier. Happy wife, happy life. Indeed, indeed. I did the right thing. I switched off my phone completely, so I wouldn't have the game spoiled. I avoided eye contact with anyone I saw in a Cowboys jersey between... The cinema and home and back. We, that uh, would not have been easy. It was not easy. I saw about seven seven shirts. We got through the movie. We had dinner. I avoided any and all social media contact. Got home, fired up KO with my headphones in and a fresh frothy to accompany me. And I was, I was set in for a good game. I'm not sure what happened. I think I actually tuned into the wrong game. But somebody either lit a fire under the Sharks or they let off a bomb in the Cowboys dressing room. Pissed What the hell happened? Oh, look, it, you, you said it in a nutshell. It, it was a game of two halves. Uh, look, they came out and it could have gone a different way. The first try was let go 
and everyone thought it went dead. Needless to say, it went green light, and yeah, the floodgates opened. It, look, I'll always support my team, but it was it was tough. Uh, the courage on Cougars under twelves could have put up a better fight <laughs> at, at some stage then, but no discredit to the boys. They'll uh, they've held a press conference midweek, and they'll bounce back, and yeah. Got, uh, strong things are happening on the horizon. <laughs> Let's hope so. Possession in this game was split exactly 50-50 between the two teams. The Cowboys completed, however, 28 of 39 sets, which is around 72%, and not a great stat by any stretch. But the Sharks, they completed 25 of 37. That puts them at about 68%. Now, I know it was slippery conditions, but that's pretty bad from both sides. Yeah, in saying that, though, after the with the humidity and the wet weather and everything around, that ball does turn into a bit of a cake of soap after a while. And although the handling was well below what first grade should be like, can sort of maybe give a bit of uh, relaxation on that one. Josh Maguire had uh, 67 minutes in total. In that, he managed 176 metres. How do you think he went? I, I mean, I thought he was pretty sedate overall, but... I thought he had a really good game. I think if you go past to last week, I mentioned that Maguire will go out and make something like 170 plus metres and, and about 29 tackles, which he wasn't that far off on that one. So I'm claiming it. I'm claiming that prediction. I'm pretty much Rain Man when it comes to the moose. <laughs> well, you weren't far off. It was 22 tackles according to uh, the stats team which uh, is probably pretty sedate compared to some of the others, but still nothing to be shy about in 67 minutes, that's for sure. I'm still uh, liking the signing. There's big things coming from I think from he's, coming, he's sort of settling into the 13, at least uh, for the time being, while it's uh, been vacated by the Terminator, I would say. <laughs> uh, Jake Clifford, did he own the six? I mean, he looked a little underdone for mine, but that's going to improve over time after a few more big games. Absolutely. You know, he he's come out of the the reserve grade of the Q Cup and into the big league now. And look, I think he held his own. Uh, there's a lot of criticism around him, uh, but then there's a lot of criticism before he was selected, saying he should have been there from round one. And then as the tide turns, people want to always put down your, your negative performances. They don't want to ever praise you for your positives. But no, I think Clifford, he'll learn a lot from, from that game. And it, it's only one way where he'll go from here, and that's up. He's he's too good a player. He's a future star, and he'll be around for the next 10 years. So, you know, that's just merely a speed bump in the road on on Saturday. I still think he had a pretty solid par game. Absolutely. 29 missed tackles overall for the Cowboys, a bit reminiscent of last year compared to 15 from the Sharks, and that's Hence probably the, uh, where the... The scoreline reflects the that. The scoreline reflects that quite, uh, quite closely. It's got me a little, little worried for next week. Uh, injuries to Paul Gallen early in the in, in the game. It was described as a rib cartilage issue, and it was confirmed, I think, uh, earlier today. Um, so he's out for a little while. And Matt Moylan looks to have done a hamstring. Ooh, hammies. They're never fun. It's about, uh, I believe it was three to six weeks for Matt Moylan. And, uh, not that we care because it's the Sharks, but overall, <laughs> even though that was during the game, we still couldn't seal it, which is... A little bit disappointing, but I think that quick run of the uh, four or five tries in about 20 minutes 
pretty much just uh, took the wind out of their sails. Also, our handling errors, you know, when when we're trying to get a little bit of momentum, it would happen all the time. Third or fourth tackle, drop ball. You can't you can't sustain pressure. I think you'll find there was. I don't think there was even a repeat set put in from us. So, you know, when you're coughing the ball up all that time, it uh, it takes its toll, and you know, hold the ball next week and watch watch for a different result. Well, it's still early in the season, but the signs haven't been all that great, let me just say. It's early in the season. Comes across Veraziata. This is Clifford trying to straighten them up for Tamare Martin. Puts the kick in, turns it around. Fecky has lost it. Fecky lost it. The Cowboys. Tamare Martin has scored. Fecky had done well so far tonight, but on that occasion, the slippery ball, the bouncing ball was beyond him. Round three preview and the Cowboys are hosting the Canberra Raiders again at 1300 Smiles Stadium on Saturday the 6th of April. Another 4.30pm game and it's the second of three straight home games. The Raiders are coming off a 2-1 and one run of games. They're only going down to the storm. They've got some offense that I have to say I'm a little concerned about given our lack of defensive capability shown recently. Nickel Klockstad, Sam Williams, Josh Hodson. Now, they ran through the Knights' defence like a hot knife through butter, and unfortunately, the Cowboys' edge defence is looking a little bit like a stick of Western Star unsalted at the moment. <laughs> yeah, look, there's big raps on, on young Cogstad, the fullback for the Raiders there. He's he's electrifyingly quick. Uh, look, I think that, you know, there's it's going to be trained all week that defence will be the key. I think we've got the attacking prowess. We just need to hold the ball and execute our plays properly instead of doing the same predicted turnaround. I think if you you watch dangerous teams, they've got structure, but then they also know how to play ad-lib footy and a bit of jungle ball. Tedesco at the Roosters showed that on, on Friday night against the Parramatta. He, he created a few plays out of nothing, and I'm looking forward to seeing Tamari come up with a few of those same sort of attacking plays where you can still keep the structure, but just every now and then it can't hurt just to go away from your game plan and play what's in front of you. Well, we know they're certainly capable of it. We've seen it a few times in the last uh, couple of weeks, despite the score lines. There have been some excellent uh, runs of play uh, from time to time. It's just a shame that uh, sometimes it sort of fails before it gets off the ground, if you, if you take my meaning. They, they try to do something fancy in it or even set up a play and it just doesn't come off and then they sort of lose composure. Yeah, and they can't. They don't seem to be able to recover very quickly from that. So I'd, I'd like to see more minutes out of the head chef Asiata. To be honest, I think every every time he comes on, even watching him live the other night, he's barking orders and he's actually getting players into position, only for something to fall down in front of him. You know, so the more game minutes Asiata plays, or whilst still keeping that same impact the better off will be. I think he needs to start playing about 60 to 65 at the moment. I think he's playing around the 40. And the more time John comes on, you'll find a lot more flowing attack. He just seems to lift the boys into into a different gear while he's out there. For the Raiders, John Bateman, 201 metres last week, two line breaks and offload, nine tackle breaks and made 37 tackles. Do we pile everyone on top of him because he's looking a little bit like Canberra's wrecking ball? You throw in Papali, <laughs> Joey Leilua, Rapana, 
<laughs> they are a dangerous side, the Raiders. And you did say a few weeks ago, Raiders on the road. I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's it, it may have come back to, to bite me a little bit here. I mean, look, I think everyone's got a little bit of a, a soft spot for the green machine, but not this week. But, yeah, boasting stats like this, it's it's not going to be easy. Uh, I think you'll find our middle, our middle three, and even our fringe players will tighten up. Cooper, Cooper was off a little bit in his defence, which he's never, never liked that. So I think you'll find this turnaround in in Gav will be, he'll he'll come in and tighten up where they've sort of gone through through there in the last couple of weeks. So look, I think my, I don't think it's all panic stations yet that we need to to man muscle Bateman and, and take four guys on him. It's just about tightening up that middle three at the moment. Sounds good. Well, it's looking like it'll be a drier day, at least perhaps around the uh, 25, 26 degree mark, according to Livio. So hopefully we see some <laughs> better completion rates and a few less uh, missed tackles this week. I'm more of a Burnsy man. You would be. <laughs> More often than not succeeds, he does it again, straight runner Dugan, he has scored for Cronulla! Sure I see nothing out. but Tats forcing the ball! Well, both teams are 1-17 one, one to 17, the same as last week, so there's no real uh, major changes to discuss there. I think we'll probably see the same team run out onto the field uh, for the Cowboys as last week. I think Green is going to give them some time to sort of work together and build that relationship on the field, which is, uh, I think that's a good move. Last play for Cronulla. Morrison overshot at them as well. Morris has burrowed and Morris has scored for Cronulla. It is five straight in 19 and a half minutes. Oh, dear. There was an announcement over the weekend. Uh, the uh, federal government was going to grant $15 million towards the North Queensland Toyota Cowboys new headquarters uh, for Ooh. the uh, Community Training and High Performance Centre. So it's meant to be an extension onto the uh, forthcoming stadium. Do you think that could be entired with a bit of vote buying from Scott Morrison and his croonies? Well, I don't want to suggest anything... Of the kind. I mean, it's not like a politician to pork barrel uh, things such as this in lead-ups to in election years. Surely not. No, I've, I've never heard of anything like that before. Especially a PM who was never actually voted in in the first place. And who hasn't made his trip up here. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if it does come to... I mean, it probably puts pressure on the other parties to uh, bring the money forward. But without getting into the politics... Uh, that's it, it's a good start. That's, that's a good sign. That that's that that puts us ahead. You know that that It'll certainly help up here, and it will help the the fire and a few other teams as well. So it's not just for the Cowboys. Yep. Rob, have you heard that the Wolverine Hugh Jackman himself has actually confirmed that till he's begun work on the sequel to The Greatest Showman, he'll be revising his role as P.T. Barnum. I'm looking forward to this, actually. I didn't mind The Greatest Showman. I didn't mind it, but I actually prefer the TV show called Carnival. I don't know if you ever caught oh, that. Oh, no, I missed that. What's that one about? Uh, it's about P.T. Barnum and, and his little circus. Yeah, right. But it's a hell of a lot darker than The Greatest Showman, I can tell you that. I believe it was an AMC 
production. Oh, so they, you can imagine what that good. was like. AMC is good. There was a show called Hell on Wheels when five seasons on AMC. It did. I've I've watched. I would say seventy percent of one episode of that. Oh, you are missing out. You should watch the whole series. Mister Bohannon, great character. Oh well, there's a set lot of, the, a lot the of the series West. that I need to catch up on. Set in the West in the 1800s, just after the Civil War, they built the train line. The Transcontinental and the Union Pacific. It, it was actually a really good, really good tale. Well, off to the Q Cup games from last weekend. We had the Jets taking on the Northern Pride down in North Ipswich. The Jets coming out the winners there, 28-16. Oh, last place beat ninth. Yep. Man, the Pride have gone downhill since getting well, tackled by the Blackhawks the week before. Well, they had no Clifford, you see. Ah, the Red Dog. Because mm. he was playing first he grade. He was playing A grade. Exactly. The Seagulls hosted the Mackay Cutters at BMD Kugari Oval, and the Cutters went down 16-8. to eight. Uh, Another loss Not to good the, news for the uh, news. Queensland area. However, the Blackhawks, the Townsville, mighty Townsville Blackhawks, took on the Burley Bears at Jack Mansky Oval and rolled them 16-10. to 16-10. to 10. Now, I don't know if you caught a glimpse of this game at all. I was actually tuning in. There was there was an incident uh, at some stage where young Parker Walsh, who I, I reckon should have had a first-grade contract. I don't know if he said he didn't want to play or if he's happy just playing in the lower grade. I, I don't know. But he's gone ahead and shoved a, a former NRL player called Pat Politoni. Well, he didn't take kindly to that. No, he didn't. And then... Wooshka, all of a sudden it's on. Players coming from everywhere. I think you'll find young Opacek was in there. He was. He'll be spending time on the sidelines being third man in. Me, all he was doing is protecting his teammate. He's probably wishing he was playing first grade instead of being relegated because <laughs> now he'll be sitting on the sides for a few more weeks, unfortunately, for Tommy O. But it was it was a bit of a spiteful encounter. They always are the Blackhawks and the Burley team. There's it, it, something about it that, that there's been a bit of a rivalry happening. And whilst touching on Blackhawks game, I just want to throw a quick shout out to uh, Irish Gav Webby and the on, and the boys on the team of Nevs Hill. They're a vocal bunch that get right into the spirit of the of the footy, and they full on what you would say is mad Blackhawks supporters. Nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing at all. Well, this Friday on the 5th of April, the uh, Blackhawks are actually hosting the Cutters at Jack Mansky Oval. Another battle of the the North. That's third place taking on ninth, so that should be a very good game to go and see. And then the next day at Sunshine Coast Stadium, the Falcons are hosting the Pride. That's second taking on eighth. So that'd probably be a pretty good game too. That'd be a good one. And on that as well, the uh, the Sunshine Coast people, they, they get in really behind the Falcons there. They've, they're starting to gain a bit of um, a bit of local support there. I reckon your tip will find close to uh, 10,000 uh, through the gates at that game against the Pride. And there'll be a fair few superstars on show as well. So I think Tuala's lining up for the, for the Pride along with... Peter Holler, my boy, the Prince of Tonga, and also Kurt Baptiste. Welcome back, and hopefully he gets through this game unscathed and 
and uh, puts the right foot forward, I think you'll find Baptiste will be playing NRL before too long again. He's too good of a player with a lot of experience to be sitting out, but it's a good headache for Greeny to have. You can only fit 17 into a team of a 30-man roster. Sandor Earl's playing for the Falcons too. So. Sandor. Sand, big Sandor Big Earl. Sandor. Jeez, I hope he goes good. I felt sorry for Sandor. I don't think he... Well, being the feeder team for the Storm, I don't think uh, there's not much room in that roster for... Who's he behind? Hughes, Vunavalu. Oh, how long's that list? Haddo <laughs> Carr. Yeah, it's it, it'll be a tough back line to sort of crack, but full credit to Sandor. I hope he, um, hope he goes good and, and stays injury-free. In other sports, Brisbane Lions managed to topple North. <laughs> Not that that's much of an achievement. Two from two, baby. <laughs> We're going for 22 this season. <laughs> The mighty West Coast Eagles demolished Greater Western Sydney, a team worthy of demolition. Really? So you're claiming bragging rights over a team that had to fly 4,500 Ks as the crow flies. You sabotaged their bus. They couldn't make it to the game in time. They had to Google the late change of rules in their hotel room the day before the game. That all sounds like excuses we could use when we came over to play this in Brisbane. You got oh, well, moving on from that. <laughs> moving, oh. moving on. Moving on. <laughs> in uh, AFL Women's, the Crows managed to destroy the Blues in the Women's Grand Final. Uh, 10 goals, 3.63 to 2 goals, 6.18. Not a massive score, but that's been pretty typical of the AFL Women's. And the participation and viewership is up this year over last year. So it's it's a good good concept, the, the AFL Women's. I've, I've been getting right into it watching them. You, you say that the scoreline aren't as big as the men, but, geez, they, they tackle as hard. They run as hard. That young Taylor Harris, I think, for the Carlton team, can punt a ball longer than buddy most men can. She might have a stint in the NFL coming up. Who knows? Speaking of NFL, Val Holmes had his test in front of uh, some talent scouts. Quick sprints. A few days ago. Uh, four point. 4.4, I think you'll find he got. Yeah. Which the best was 4.35. He's so certainly he's up there with him. Right in the mix. He's got the chance of being picked up as a free agent uh, under their free agent rules that they do. So any team can sign him in that. If he misses out on that selection, the Southeast Conference can pick him up. He could not could end up playing for the Patriots. Ooh. Uh, but it all depends if he gets picked up and put in the practice team. Uh, it might mean that he isn't able to play in first grade, effectively first grade games uh, for, for a year. So he has yeah, to right. weigh up whether or not he wants to earn $100,000 a year and train in a practice squad and never see an actual game or not see a game for a year or come back to the Cowboys halfway through the year on a million dollars. Look, it's, <laughs> money's, money's something, but if you're going over there to, to have a crack, in a year's time, he could be demanding tenfold. It's competitive. It's and, competitive. And doesn't it wet your lips when you, I mean, I'm a Phillies uh, supporter myself. So if you if you think of hearing Valentine Holmes at the end of a Tom Brady touchdown in Super Bowl 852, whatever they're up to over there, it's actually got a really good ring to it. Holmes touchdown thrown Brady. Almost. Almost as good as... Home scores the winning try for Cowboys' 2020 Premiership. I'll suffice with that. I might have my heart set on... Uh, you do. You, you're, a big Val Val, you're a big Val Holmes supporter. I am. I am. 
In motorsport, our Danny Ricardo had a retirement again at the Bahrain Grand Prix. Both Renaults suffered electrical faults at on the same lap at the same corner. Mm, I know. I Sounds saw suspicious, this. but it's just actually actually uh, legit. Do you supposedly. think he's asking for his Red Bull contract back? There was a story today where he was he may have underestimated how much of a step back. Yeah, it is in Renault. But look, all it would take is one or two. Half decent results, even top ten, and I think he'll get his confidence back. And I think the whole team will get their confidence yeah, back. Yeah, they they need if he can if he can crack that top five, top ten at most. That's that is a win, and considering the start he's had already with Renault, that's well could be a while off. Your boy Hamilton managed to get gifted the win. Here we go. <laughs> Turn it up. Leclerc had him beaten the entire way, but as they say. Yeah. In order to finish first. First past the post first and in front, who, who claims the chequered <laughs> flag. In cricket, a 5-0 whitewash versus Pakistan has Ooh, propelled yeah. Australia to hot favourite for the World Cup. Maxwell, 70 off 32. Did you see any of that? It was gun firing. It was pretty impressive, yeah. despite some possibly lazy fielding from the Pakistanis. <laughs> I... Hello, Butterfingers. <laughs> Not the best catches, <laughs> and it, it's it's disappointing when you play Pakistan at time because it was only a matter of six months ago where they had us all beat. They had a great series against New Zealand. Everything was all all going up. There's talk of them actually being able to return back to Pakistan to play after that Sri Lankan bus shooting years ago, and then they put in performances like this that make you wonder. Is Satan tempting them? <laughs> oh. is, is the illegal bookie under the table with Hansi over there? Oh, right? well, now we're going into some territory. Yeah, it's... Look, I, I'd i really like to see Pakistan cricket just exceed, but every time they seem to start getting back to the, the era where they've had uh, Imran Khan, Wazim Akram, Mir Sahal, Waka Yunus, all, the, all their greats, when they look like they're starting to play cricket like that again, they take a nosedive, and you've got to wonder if there's a brown paper bag somewhere. Oh, come on. I think Australia just played very, very well. True. True. Nothing to take away from the Aussies. We're coming good at the right time. Hey, and you get Warner and Smithy back soon. If if selected, I, I think they've got to bide their time in state cricket first. I mean, you can smash hundreds in IPL. But the culture that Langer and Paney and Finch and Carey and the likes are all bringing into that Aussie team, I think... They might have their work cut out for them. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hard fit to put Warner and Smith straight back in. And in tennis, Roger Federer has claimed his 101st title. He got the Miami Open in straight sets against the defending champion, John Eisner. He's Federer's, a big server, Eisner, too. Well, Federer's 37. And he's racking up titles like no other. How old are you? You're 37. I'm, I'm 30. You could have In a, a month's time, I'm 36, you right? Could, geez, you could have 101 titles. I could. By hey, now. I've still got... you still got I've a year? I've still got 13 months to you get 101. <laughs> Does it have to be in singles tennis on the pro stage? I would say so. I it's could a... beat you at chess over the next... 13 months, 101 times. I don't think you could. I would... You've never played me at chess. No, <laughs> but I'm I'm practically like Bobby Fisher when it comes to the 64 square board. <laughs> 
Morgan got it over his left shoulder, serves it up. Fafina's not happy. But uh, that is shades of Thurston to Cooper, but it's Morgan to Cooper in the new era. Cracking in the tips for NRL round four. Oh, I've, I've slid. I have slid. You've slid? Yeah. Actually. Nine week one, one week two, three in round three. All right, Thursday the 4th of April, the Roosters are hosting the Broncos at the SCG, 6.50pm. Ooh, back to Heritage at the SCG. <laughs> Is it a drop-in pitch or they, they got rid of that one? I think the, they've flown one in from Western Australia. Oh, right, so it's going to be a mud bowl. <laughs> More than likely. Roosters, $1.53 versus the Broncos, $2.55. Broncos missing James Roberts. Roberts is out. He is out. Good. With an average Achilles, I believe. There's been a fall. Roberts is down. He's down. The jet is grounded. The jet has been grounded. No clearance for takeoff. Would have been nice if it had to happen two weeks ago. Yeah, well, it didn't. Stop living in the past. (laughs) Uh, This week... Roosters, Broncos. I've actually gone the tricolours. The obvious reasons, I I don't tip Broncos. Uh, me either, but they are also missing Jake Friend this week. And I think they're out with Cronk and Hargraves. I think you're right there too. Not that Victor Radley's an adequate replacement to Friend. An inadequate replacement. He's a very good adequate replacement. He's an adequate replacement. <laughs> I'm actually going to take the Roosters in the first game. Friday the 5th of April, the Warriors are hosting the Titans at Mount Smart Stadium. The Warriors, $1.55 favourites. Yeah, look, this was, this was a tough game. This was like a flick of the coin to me, but I can't go past the Warriors. I've, I've still got ties and allegiance to them. And look, I think that last week in Christchurch, there was probably just playing on too much emotion. Uh, they lost sight of what they had to do. I think you'll find the Warriors... Uh, bounce back in emphatic style. Not that the Titans weren't underdone against the Rabbitohs. They almost pulled off the, the upset, which would have been good for my tip. It would have, it would have. I don't know how the Rabbits let 20 points in, to be honest. I am going to go the Warriors here as well. I think you're right. I think they played with a little, possibly too much emotion last week and let that overshadow uh, their game just a little bit too much. Not to downplay the return of Tommy Turbo, who pretty much destroyed them, but... Uh, the second game on Friday at 6.55pm out at Panthers Stadium. The Panthers are hosting the Tigers in what's being called the Ivan Cleary revenge match. Oh, tough. <laughs> Panthers $1.56 favourites. Tough game. See, when I like when Panthers play at home because if they score a trial, they do something good, you hear... <laughs> However, that's not going to do any favours this Friday night. As I'll be going for the Western Suburbs Tigers, the Fibros, because uh, I'm not affiliating with Balmain anymore. Uh, so the Fibros, Tigers to get up. I'm with you there. I, I think the Tigers will get up as well. Although Benji Marshall's out and Josh Reynolds is in. Get to see the grub for the first time. I think this will be exciting times for Tigers. I don't think that'll be a bad thing for the Tigers. I think they'll be right with uh, Josh Reynolds in there. The first game on Saturday, the 6th of April, 2pm at Brookvale Oval. The Manly Seagulls are hosting the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs going in at $1.50 favourites. Live from Brookvale Lotto Land. We're not calling it Lotto Land. Oh, oh, that's right. We're sticking with Brookie. Not unless Lotto Land want to sponsor us. 
I don't see him knocking on the door. <laughs> I don't see anyone knocking on the door except your wife to tell us to shut the hell up. Yeah, well. Soon. <laughs> Snap. Uh, I've, I don't want to see rabbits get uh, four in a row, so I'm tipping Manly in this one. Ooh. Ooh, interesting, interesting. I'm going the rabbits myself. doesn't matter what I want to see. It's what I think will actually happen. Yeah, and that's the difference. You can tip and have a bit of um, etiquette and pride about your tips, or you can just tip and be filthy. Well, that's why I'm on 13 points. Yeah, well... You're sliding down the ladder. Someone got a perfect round week week one. Hey, that's one more than a lot of other people. They call that a fluke. I call it just good tipping. 4.30pm on Saturday the 6th of April. one three hundred Smile Stadium. The Mighty Cowboys are hosting the Raiders... The Raiders at this stage are $1.90 favourites, but I think it's going to be too close to call with the Cowboys at $1.93. I think this will be this will be a something game we've touched on. I'm actually going the Raiders in this one. The black Nah, Cowboys for mine. Cowboys and Cowboys to do it well. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys for the last round based on faith. <laughs> After this... After this, it's tipping with the head, not with the heart. It's all what George Michael says. Because I did that in 2017, 2018. I tipped with the heart for the first four or five rounds. Yeah? How'd that go for you? Well, I didn't win any competitions, I can tell you that. Oh, man, I I did the same. I I tip against Broncos every week in the last three seasons. I think they've won something like 12 out of the first 14. (laughs) It has not been fun. (laughs) And the last game on Super Saturday, 6.30pm, ANZ Stadium. Eels are hosting the Sharks. The Sharks going in at $1.83 favourites. Probably deserved, given the I display. Had, I had Eels last week, and they were my third leg in my multi. <laughs> and they they capitulated, and I was filthy. I swore I'd never go for Eels ever again, and they should be kicked out of the comp, not even relocated. <laughs> uh, however... Footy's a funny thing, and seven days later, uh, well, not really, only about four days later, I've, <laughs> I'm actually going the Eels. Oh, no. Well, let's just say legs four, five, and six all went down as well. Wow. So. <laughs> That's a standard pistol multi. That's, yeah, yeah, when you, you go on eight-leg multi and you're going in the first, third leg, and well, the, next, the next four fail for you anyway. <laughs> yes. Well, the Sharks are without Gallon and without Moylan, but I'm still going to take them. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll see the repeat performance of them that they put on against the Cowboys. I reckon you'll see Sharks lose their next probably four. <laughs> You've heard it here first, I'm <laughs> <in> commentary. <laughs> on Sunday the 7th at 3.05pm, down in Amy Park, the Storm are hosting the Bulldogs. Uh, probably, unsurprisingly, the Storm are thirteen favourites here against $6.50 for the Bulldogs. Well, this no. this is a no-brainer, this game. Uh, obviously, the Storm, <laughs> and it, with everything going for them, they're playing at Amy Park. Uh, look, you, you can't go past the Storm in this one. However, I have. <laughs> Dean Pay and the Dogs of War. Who let the dogs out? Get up. I'll have a piece of 650 as well for, for, the, for my efforts, too. Uh, dogs to win... And by 
10. By 10. <laughs> the last time I think you gave us an exact margin like that, you got it right. I, I did. But I think that will be the only time you do it. I'm going to take the storm in an easy one. At 5.10pm at McDonald Jones Stadium. Marathon the, Stadium. <laughs> McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights are hosting the Dragons. The Knights are $1.75 favourites. Ponga moving back into the fullback role. Yeah, look, there'll be a there'll be a lot of emotion in this game for the Knights. Uh, it's come out today, which is a actually a sad day for rugby league in general. Nathan, the Ross dog Ross, has had to call retirement on his career due to a groin injury. So, I think you'll you'll find Newcastle rallying together and and doing it for Nathan. I mean, Dragons are coming off a great win from the Broncos, and they'll be wanting to keep all full steam ahead, but I just think with the, with the Rostog call in time, the boys are going to rally around him and you'll see the Knights win this one. I do agree. I think you'll see the Knights take this one home pretty easily. With Ponga in that fullback role, I think he's much more suited there than in the, uh, in the halves. He can pop up wherever he wants, you know. He's not having to be the main director, the conductor of the ship. He can leave that to Pierce and is it Connor Watson? Either way, you can leave it up to Pierce to direct the ship, and and Ponga can just play his game, popping up wherever um wherever he's required to. What a second half from Grinella! Yes, injuries to Gallen and Moylan. They have won the second half, thirty-six to six. Well, that's us for episode four of On the Ranch. Thanks for listening in. You can find me on Twitter at xrbob. You can find us on Facebook at On the Spot. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify Spotify or podcast.com. We are on YouTube as well. I'm in the process of getting the videos converted to put up on there, but hey, no rush. Send us your criticism, your comments. Send us some comments about the games and we'll be sure to include you in the show. Until then, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe and good night. Good night. Yeah, see, I'm just on the fly. That's because I'm called on the spot. Yeah. I'm on the fly. I like to put you on the spot. Yeah, I notice how you like to do that.